This is Thoughts with C, J, and L. On this week's episode, we're talking about microaggressions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, you should tell your story. Okay. So on Monday, I went to donate blood with my brother, and I had an encounter there. It's not that bad, I guess, but it made me think a lot. So basically, I was lying on the bed. This doctor, the nurse, whoever was drawing my blood, he was a very enthusiastic guy. He's also a black guy, and he was very talkative. He was always talking to me and trying to make me laugh. He was really nice. But then he asked the "Where are you from?" question. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Michigan." And then he was like, oh, yeah, I, I know you're from here, but, like, where are you from from? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, my parents are from Taiwan. And he's like, oh, yeah, Taiwan. Like, I'm, I'm just curious because, you know, I love culture. And then I was like, okay. And then he was like, I, like, travel around a lot, and I always like experiencing different cultures, and I love the food. And I was like, oh, yeah, the food in Taiwan was pretty good. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I would love to go and eat some like chow mein." I was oh, like, oh no! I was like, "Okay, like, <laughs> I mean, it's just like textbook microaggression stuff." Yeah. But when I was there, I didn't feel like he was intentionally trying to say these things to offend me or anything because he was like really nice. But I don't know. I was just a little bit confused, especially because he's black, so he's a person of color. So obviously, he's had his share of microaggressions and experiences with racism. But he still said these things to me, right? And so that kind of made me think. Okay, does he not experience these kinds of microaggressions? Does that mean like microaggressions are specific to each culture? Like each culture has their own list of what's considered microaggressions. You know. Because a lot of times when we talk about microaggressions and racism, we talk about how it's a white person doing that to us because white people are the majority. But in this case, it's a minority saying microaggressions to another minority. Wait, yeah. In terms of the microaggressions that we experience, I feel like they're probably different between different minority groups,、mm-hmm. or like the types of microaggressions that we experience. So, like with us being Asian Americans, right? Like a common microaggression that happens to us is when people are like, "Oh, where are you really from?" Right? Or like, "Where's like your actual country of origin?" But I feel like I, I don't know if that's a thing that people in the Black community. But then again, like I'm not black, right? So I don't know. I can't say. But I I would imagine that a white person wouldn't make the "you're from a different country" assumption about someone who's black. Yeah, that's problematic in itself, too. Wait, like that they wouldn't assume that, or that I would assume that they wouldn't assume that they wouldn't assume. Okay, I I mean I think that's it. It's just that like the types of microaggressions that we face are different. Within different minority groups, and because these microaggressions are different, minorities can exhibit this towards other minority groups. If you're like not aware, because I mean, like white people probably make all sorts of other assumptions about black folks, right? Even if they don't make the specific one that's like, oh, you're from a different country, or you're not from a different country. I actually just talked about this with one of my friends, and she asked what I usually say when people、mm-hmm. ask that, and I said it depends who says it. So if it's a white person, I'll say I'm from California and just leave it at that and make them ask that second question. 
And then if it's another Asian person, I just say like, I'm a third generation from California, but my grandparents were from China. Mm-hmm. And then if it's another minority that's not Asian, I lean more towards the Asian explanation just because I feel like there's some sort of mutual level of understanding, mm-hmm. but like didn't really know how to say it. And that I try to see like the best and like not assume that they have malintentions, mm-hmm. but that's my personal thing that I do. But I think that's something that's going on right now. And I I don't know a whole lot about it, but I think a Black athlete made a statement about Nazis and kind of used the Holocaust in some horrible sense. And the Jewish community is now very angry. Like there have been a lot of things going around talking about Mm -hmm. anti-Semitism and how that's still a problem and how minorities should be bringing other minorities up instead of using historical situations against them. But that's definitely like a thing, intersectionality between minority identities and other stuff. Yeah. It also got me thinking, because especially with everything that's going on, we've been having a lot more conversations about racism in our own communities and how we can help. And a lot of the conversations I've been in, obviously there's the whole actively being aggressive and racist towards people. That's obviously not acceptable and it shouldn't be socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. But like microaggressions are like people bring them up, but most of the time the conversation just turns into, okay, so like how do we fix this? Like how do we get rid of racism? Like it just sounds very nice, but a lot of people don't realize that there's so many microaggressions And we don't even realize how many there are. And we don't even realize that we ourselves are probably exhibiting microaggressions towards other people. But then the conversation is never about what are these microaggressions? How am I exhibiting microaggressions? But it's always how do you fix it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's very frustrating for me when I'm in those conversations and everyone just rushes to what's the solution, but we haven't even identified what the problem is. I feel like I shouldn't do my thing anymore where I change my answer to like, where are you from based off the person who's asking. But I feel like correcting them, although it might be a little awkward, is probably the best to do because if that guy was really nice, he probably doesn't mean to be mean. And so correcting him in the long run will probably benefit him too. Yeah. Well, in in the situation, I was kind of just taken aback, so I didn't really say anything. But like, if I just look at it where I am now, I'm at a point in my life where this kind of stuff doesn't phase me that much, especially because I've heard it before. And I've reasoned with myself that no, I am actually American. Mm-hmm. No, no one else can take that away from me. Yeah. I think like right now when I hear those things, I'm not personally offended, but I can see how it affects other people, especially for children who are still developing and are probably trying to find their way in finding out who they are in this world. Yeah, I feel like it's like one of those things that like once you like just kind of grow up and you're like, okay, I guess this is how the world is. And it's like one of those things that just makes you as a person jaded. <laughs> we shouldn't correct them. So we build character. <laughs> but then like it just really makes you wonder how like you know how like white people (laughs) are like live laugh love i don't know in my mind i'm just like live laugh what (laughs) (laughs) but like you know if you like don't have to grow up accepting that microaggressions are going to be a thing for the rest of your life then of course you have something to live laugh love about (laughs) true 
one of my friends was telling me about his friend who was saying how living in LA was a little too sheltered, which there are so many problems with Los Angeles that it can't be true, but in compared to the South. Like, there aren't any Confederate flags flying around or anything like that. And she was kind of like, yeah, I want to raise my kids there so they, like, understand what it is. But, I mean, like, I'm not going to tell someone how to raise their child because I don't know how to do any of that. But I was just like, well, isn't it, like, okay to, to not grow up in areas and learn about it another way? There's still racism here. You can learn about that here. (laughs) Also, being able to feel comfortable raising your child in a space that has Confederate flags flying around is a huge privilege. I mean, she's she's like black. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I should have started with that. Um, that, That is interesting. Wait, but see, I just made an assumption there where I was like, I automatically assumed that she was either white or Asian. I was going to say that something happened to me during work this week. It was an interesting experience because I don't think I've ever had anything like that. So what happened to me earlier this week was that we kind of finished a meeting early. And so we were just kind of messing around or like talking about stuff. And so what kind of ended up happening was my PI, him and the other woman, the other PI were talking about how they both grew up in New Jersey not a while ago because they're not, she's not that old. But they were saying how when they grew up, like, their grandparents were all immigrants or, like, off the boat from Ellis Island. From like, I don't remember where. Uh, I think they're Irish, maybe. Or Italian. Or something. I don't remember. But basically, like, from some European country. And how, like, the neighborhoods that they grew up in, in South Jersey or whatever, back in the 80s or 90s, They were all like immigrant neighborhoods, right? Where like everybody was either like immigrant or like first generation born in the U.S. And so the two of them, their families and the people in the neighborhoods that they settled down in, they were never like from the U.S. And so the other woman made this comment about how she went to college. She didn't realize that people like weren't from the U.S. And she would ask people like, where are you from? But then be like, no, where, like, where's your family from? And she was talking about how like she had this wake up call when she started dating this guy um, in college. And she was like, where are you from? He was like, oh, I'm from Missouri. And she was like, no, but like, where is your family really from? And he was like, Missouri, because <laughs> his family has just been in Missouri for like hundreds of years or whatever. So I don't know. I just thought that was like a really interesting take on the whole like, where are you from question. Because I feel like their understanding of that specific where are you from question was like different from the way or maybe similar, honestly, but it was like a different take. And then there was this other thing that I saw kind of related on Twitter where people were like, if you want to know what type of Asian someone is, essentially, like you should ask like, oh, what's your ethnicity instead of where are you from? I, I like saw that and was like, oh, I guess I don't know how I feel about that. It's definitely better to me than where are you from? But I maybe it's because I don't really know what like ethnicity means. Wait, so the lady, she assumed that everyone was like her? Like, they're not from America? Yeah, like, the way that she had grown up, her community was just all, they all got together. (laughs) Her, like, experience was just that nobody was really from the U.S. Like, everybody was from somewhere else and had just come here. Isn't that, like, the thing, though? Like, no one is actually from here except indigenous people? Yeah. But... Yeah, that's interesting because it's like the opposite intention of when you usually hear, where are people from? Because I feel like when people ask Asians, where are you from from, 
they're not assuming that everyone's an immigrant, right? They assume that Asians are immigrants and they're not actually from America, but they probably wouldn't make the same assumption about white people or some other ethnicity. But in this situation, she's assuming that everyone's an immigrant and has a different country of origin. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about like what I would actually want to hear. And I feel like ethnicity is probably what I would and what I've used in the past. Like what ethnicity are you? But I don't know how other people feel about it. I feel like I'm the same. I mean, I think that's like technically what they're trying to get at anyways. And I don't really know how else to ask. Yeah. I think the question, like, what's your ethnicity, makes the most sense to me. Like, makes a lot more sense than where are you from. But the other thing that I get stuck on is, like, why do you even need to know? Yeah, like, why do we have to have these labels? Yeah. I guess it also depends, too, like, your relationship with the person. Because I feel like I would want to know just because I think it's interesting. Like, your (laughs) your white friends. Oh, if I did that to my white friends? Yeah, do you ever think, like, oh, what's their ethnicity? I feel like that's never a thought that really comes to my brain. But I, I think I do do it with my Asian friends, though. Like, I'm like, oh, they're that type of Asian. I feel like I would ask it to my Asian friends if I'm curious about what kind of culture they grew up in. And yeah. if their culture is similar to mine. But I personally have never thought about asking a white person that. I wonder if that's because we're not as familiar with their culture. So then when we ask, it's kind of like, okay, are your families from Italy? And then I don't really know a lot about that. That's true. Can't like relate as much. Should I start asking white people where they're from <laughs> to wait, learn more about their culture? <laughs> wait, but isn't like, wait, I just think of the meme where it's like the white guys like asking an Asian person, what's your ethnicity? And it's like, oh, I'm Chinese. And then the Chinese person asks the white person, what's your ethnicity? And they're like, oh, I'm 50% German, 20%, <laughs> like, whatever, whatever. Like, a lot of people are, like, really mixed. So it's like, do they have a central culture or is it just all combined into white American culture? I guess that question for some white Americans would, I mean, yeah, like, their ethnicity is so mixed that you probably would just say that they're a white American. Sorry, going back to the original conversation about microaggression. Do you feel like you know what to say for next time, or do you have anything planned out for if there was a next time? It depends on who I'm talking to, because I have to consider whatever I say, is it actually going to be effective, or am I just going to cause a conflict, right? Because I don't want to make this person mad. I don't know. I think I lean towards just keeping the peace and just having myself deal with the problems rather than start a fight. So I feel like this person would actually listen to me and listen to my side of the story, then I would talk to them. But if not, then I probably wouldn't. But it's also a stranger, so I don't know that much about them. And I can't tell what kind of person they are in like the five minutes we've interacted. Not enough time to, like, have a long conversation about it. Right. Because I can imagine if I went back to that situation and I was like, you know, you shouldn't say that. And he would have been like, okay. And then just like, I feel like it might not have been even productive. Yeah. I mean, can you make a small thing like chow mein isn't? I know. It's (laughs) baffling because it's just like the most stereotypical comment. (laughs) It's like, I like Panda Express. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it comes down to like how often you're going to see this person and whether or not they would actually listen to you if you said something. It sounds like he was really nice and he might have been receptive. 
but there should be like a prompt for like kind of nice people that you just want to kindly correct and help them be better but not so upfront and blatant about it yeah Yeah. I think my attitude towards microaggressions I think I have a very like defeated attitude when it comes to them like I'm just like it's they're just gonna keep happening and I'm just gonna have to suck it up and deal with it but I, I guess, like, I think I find myself taking on Loho's philosophy of, like, when, like, white people ask me, like, where I'm from, I'll adamantly just say Ohio. I don't know. Maybe I should take that approach with everyone, including other Asians. Yeah, I feel like, well, because what you said about kids who are still learning and developing and have no idea what a microaggression is. And like, if you think about it in the context of yourself or your future children or your friend's future children, like, would you want those microaggressions to still exist? Just like figuring out whether or not it's the right time and the right place. And even if there is like a little opportunity to correct somebody, I think it's important because if you're thinking about like a future where there isn't any microaggressions and where people don't have to feel that uncomfortable feeling that you get when you are asked that question, then maybe that would be good. There are just so many problems in the world that like you have to take on what you can take on. And it also depends on the individual being asked the question. I think I also wonder... Because you know how people say it's not the person of color's job to educate Mm. white people? I don't know. I've been in a situation where I have felt offended by some microaggression. And when I did bring it up to that person, they basically told me, you need to speak up because no one knows this is a problem. Like, you need to speak up for yourself because otherwise no one else is going to know. And I'm just kind of conflicted. Like, yes, if I do have the energy to speak up, I will speak up. But also, should I have to feel the responsibility to educate people about this problem? I think that's because, like, ideally what happens is everybody goes out and educates themselves, right? But that's not what's going to happen. Because, like, the thing is, in order to educate yourself, you have to, like, first be aware that you need to be educated. Like, you have things to learn, right? And so I feel like the whole, like, it's not someone's responsibility to educate you, that attitude is definitely valid when you're actively seeking education. Like, you know, like tokenism, right? Like if you're trying to understand a specific minority group, if you're the one that's trying to seek information, then you can go seek information. You don't have to go to like your whatever friend, you can just go out and seek information. But then like, I think a different situation comes up when someone isn't even aware that they are like ignorant or uneducated in this area. Well, it's like, ideally, like they have peers, I don't know, like someone else can, you know, inform them, but then it also kind of turns into just, yeah, like if you don't speak up for yourself, then they're not gonna know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Because I feel like that guy wasn't like, oh, explain yourself with this. This is just something that he thought was okay, but it's not. So if someone who is in that situation and feels like they can correct them, then they can (laughs) if they want to. I mean, if they feel like they can correct them, they should. Yeah, like a good example of, you know, like it's not that person's responsibility to educate you. Like I feel like a good example that came up a couple weeks ago with like the BLM protests at my workplace so the center that I work for is mostly white there's like a couple of black folks and then like I'm the only Asian person and no it's me and then one of the other PIs she's Asian it's very like it's very white 
So they were talking about self-education in light of BLM and the protests that were going on. And then one of the project managers, she spoke up and was like, and just so everyone's aware, it's not our Black colleagues' responsibilities to educate us. Like, we're professional researchers, we can educate ourselves. And if anything, like, we can educate each other. So if anyone is looking for resources to start, like, I'm happy to provide resources that have helped me. And so I feel like, you know, like ideally that's like the situation that comes up is where you don't have to tell people about your identity, but obviously people aren't always aware that they need this or that, you know, they're lacking information in this regard. TLDRs. I have to remember to say bye to Jane this time. (laughs) (laughs) TLDR, what's your ethnicity is definitely a way better question than where are you from if you want to know someone's ethnicity. TLDR, microaggressions are not cool. TLDR, chow mein should not be the food you associate with Taiwanese culture. Neither is Panda Express. Panda Express. But if BTS says so, then it's okay. I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter who says it. It's still a microaggression. Bye, Jane. Bye, Jane. (laughs) Bye, Jane.